clawing our way out of our graves to bring you your weekly dose of chaos and darkness. I'm Rexy. And I'm Lily. And this is The Morning Report. Hey, mourners. Oh, excuse me. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Lily. Rex said, I'm going to hit record. And I said, well, I'm going to yawn. So deal with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, we are back. And uh, we just recorded the the crazy moon episode that you guys heard last week. Um, but so, before we get into that one, to find out more, Lily has found a surprise of her own. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just read the title, so I don't know if this is going to be fun or oh, not. All, but... I love the way we do things here. It really does make me... Oh, shit. We need this. Get it. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> let's read it. <laughs> it's just, you know, we just spin a wheel and we just see what we're going to do. That's it. You know, that would be really fun, actually. <laughs> we should if... totally do that. Just what if like wheel, we do a live what is show? this episode gonna be? Yes, yes, like a live show, but we have maybe six prepared, and we just spin a wheel to find out what kind of show we're actually doing. Oh <laughs> we like god. bring up a volunteer from the audience to spin the wheel and pick. Things. Oh my god, that gives me so much like fun anxiety. <laughs> Dreaming so big, we don't even have business cards. <laughs> we don't need business cards. We're just a good time. We are a good time. <laughs> um, that is not what I was reading. Okay. So, okay. just Read for this fun, uh, this is from May of this year. So, like, three months ago? Two months? Three months ago? Um, archaeologists unearth Renaissance-era urine flasks at Caesar's Forum in Rome. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Archaeologists in Rome have unearthed a trove of artifacts from the site of a Renaissance-era hospital built atop the ancient Caesar's Forum. Among these discoveries, most remarkable are 500-year-old urine flasks used for diagnosing ailments in what was one of history's most bizarre medical practices. That's right up our alley. Wait, is that... Like, I know way back, like, forever ago, people would test diabetics, like, to see if you're diabetic by, like, tasting your urine yeah. or smelling that's what it. That's what we're getting. That's what we're getting okay. into. Okay. <laughs> so the archaeological team initially excavated the 16th century hospital's trash dump in 2021. The site sat within Caesar's Forum, an ancient symposium built in 46 BC to honor Emperor Julius Caesar. During the Renaissance, a baker's guild used the space to build their Ospedale de Fornari. That came out real Italian and I don't know why. <laughs> or baker's hospital. Workers at the hospital then created the dump to manage the hospital's waste where artifacts lay undisturbed for hundreds of years. The archeological team partnered with the Caesars Forum project, a Danish-Italian research group dedicated to studying Caesar's Forum, to examine the hundreds of artifacts at the trash dump. The team primarily found ceramic vessels, coins, rosaries, and glassware at the dump site. 
According to the team's published findings in the journal Antiquity, they believe these items were once used by patients at the hospital and that the medical center may have provided patients with a gift basket consisting of a jug, drinking glass bowl, and a plate. <laughs> I just can imagine like having like a baby and then be like, here's a plate. And I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> I want food <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> food on the plate. <laughs> Um, hospital staff use the flasks uh, to collect urine from patients for analysis and observation, including smelling and tasting at times. This practice would have been routine as the practice of uroscopy or the study of urine had been an integral part of medicine as far back as ancient Greece. Um, uh, more, more than half of the glassware at the dump consisted of macula, the urine flask once used by doctors across Europe. I slept out that um, A doctor would pour the patient's urine into a flask to observe its color, sedimentation, smell, and sometimes even taste, said the project directors, Rubina Raha, and some other people. I'm not even gonna try. Um, Analyzing a patient's urine this way would allow a doctor to determine if he or she had any illnesses like jaundice, kidney disease, or diabetes. Oh, wow. Historians specifically note that urine tasting was effective in diagnosing diabetes, given the excess glucose in a patient's urine that would give it a distinct sweet flavor. What, what's urine supposed to taste like? <laughs> not a doctor. I'm not either. <laughs> Especially not one back then. I have no idea what but, it's supposed to taste like. But if you knew that it was sweet, then you knew what it was supposed to taste like. And there's no comparison here. So they would have had to do tests against like a healthy person or against a person they know does not have diabetes. So according to Gizmodo, one 17th century English physician, Thomas Willis, described the pee of a diabetes patient as wonderfully sweet, as if it were imbued with honey or sugar. Because there's so much fucking sugar in these people's blood, it's like... But do we have to use words like wonderfully? It's wonderfully urine. sweet. That's disgusting. So after tasting, smelling, and examining the urine, hospital staff would dispose of the urine flasks at the dump. Then once the dump became full, staff would entomb the site in clay, presumably for sanitary reasons. Leo well, says it's supposed to be salty and bitter. Uh, we're gonna leave that at that. I have no further questions. Yep. <laughs> While researchers believe that this is most likely the scenario to explain how the urine flasks got to the dump, some question whether the tr trash dump belonged to the hospital at all. Uh, the deposition of waste in cellars, courtyards, and cisterns, although prohibited, was a common uh, practice. Uh, an archaeologist at Aarhus University in Denmark who participated in the study told Live Science. While unauthorized trash dumps were common, researchers are sure that their excavation site belonged to the hospital given the types of items they identified there. Medical historian and independent scholar Monica Green told Live Science the dump likely belonged to the hospital given its bespoke ceramic ware, or ceramic that had been boiled or burned. The presence of this ceramic ware suggests that Renaissance-era doctors boiled and burned them, though it doesn't necessarily prove 
that they did this to sterilize them. They must have known at least some kind of glass could withstand cooking or boiling, but that doesn't mean they nevertheless thought in terms of sterilization. With this find, researchers are hopeful they'll be able to study other Renaissance-era hospitals to further examine medical practices in Europe at the time. In their study's concluding statement, the team said that they hope this research will help highlight the need for a more complete overview of the hygiene and disease control regimes of early modern Europe. And then it says, after reading about this Renaissance-era urine flask, discover the stomach-turning history of bloodletting. Then read about the five most painful medical procedures of the medieval era. Save that third one. Bloodletting is interesting, um, but I don't. I don't want to talk about it. It's uh, just it's an interesting, but not a whole episode. I think. But that's the other one. Hmm. Huh. Sure. Uh, we're gonna just save that. Look what I got. It doesn't have anything to do with what you Anything. Think, but I want to think about something besides what your own taste. Um, <laughs> Is that for vinyl? Yeah. Double-sided. Oh, mine's not double-sided. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that style of thing, but it's double-sided. Oh, that's cool. So basically, hang it on my door. Um, it's got little straps. Uh, I think that will connect to this so that it can flip easily, whatever, you know? Because so. right now I have a shoe organizer on the back of my door and it's just it's messy and it doesn't work well. I thought it would because it has all the pockets, but the pockets are short. Yeah. And they're too big for a roll, but they're not really big enough for more than Two, one. Two, yeah. Yeah. So it's not, It's it's been working for about a year, but I really needed something better. So I found this thing, it's the Top Notch brand, which I think is just like store brand for Joanne or yeah. something. It was on sale for 10 bucks. Um, and it holds, how much? Uh, looks like 48, 48. Each side holds 24 rolls of vinyl. So it'll hold 48 rolls. Um, I don't think it will hold any of the big mega rolls, but trying to like somehow carve some more space into this house. I understand. Finishing projects would be a huge thing, but you know, I'm just slow going. Um, do you want to talk about more? Leo's surprise. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds weird. I don't like where that's going. Leo's surprise. I think that's what happens when you take a Leo and you chop him up and you uh, bake him into some sort of casserole. <laughs> he turns into a Leo surprise. So let's find out. Leo, you're okay with that, right? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not saying anything. I'm going to take that as Island yes. says acquiescence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He didn't okay. <laughs> Now I'm extra out. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to go to part two of this crazy story, and we are going to talk about more theories about life on the moon. God, this is so much fun. I just love how we made a very off-kilter, off, off kilter, like, consent joke. 
<laughs> Silence means yes. It doesn't. And I feel it like we should not. clarify it does that. Not. If Leo was not our bestie, we would not be me. Um. Oh, no means no. But silence also means no. Right, yeah. You, <laughs> Everything means have to no. Actually except yes. Yes. <laughs> and now that I feel better about this conversation. Okay, <laughs> now I'm gonna keep going. So stories from ancient history tell of a time before there was a moon in the sky. Greek and Roman stories from the 5th century BCE talk about the proselyte people who claimed to trace their history back to a time when there was no moon. The Tiwanaku people of what is now Bolivia also believed that they predated the moon, thinking the moon appeared in the night sky somewhere between 11,500 to 13,000 years ago. Some people in the ancient conspiracy theories might notice this date coincides with the Younger Dryas period, when some believe the catastrophe wiped out an advanced civilization greater than our own. Is that, um, is that attached to, um, Atlantis? Leo? Atlantis, yeah, okay. The Zulu people of Africa have legends that the moon is hollow and inhabited by lizard people. I've heard that one. They believe the moon was put into orbit by two brothers who were gods, a legend similar to what the Sumerians of Mesopotamia believed. They believed in the Anunnaki, extraterrestrial gods who created humanity. I listened, not that long ago, I listened to, um, I think it was an episode of Lore, one of Aaron Mankey's episodes about the Anunnaki. Oh, yeah. I think it was him. Um... The Zulu also believed that before the moon was there, Earth was completely covered in a massive water vapor cloud. When the moon appeared, this cloud fell as rain and created a cataclysmic global flood. Maybe the reason for the great flood myths all over the world. I'm just going to throw this out there. I believe the moon is made of cheese. Cheese? Cheese. Like all kinds of it or what? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Whatever kind of cheese you want. Not Swiss. That's too much Swiss. But maybe like a Gouda. a Gouda. A Gouda would be a good one. A Gouda would be a good one. Oh. Um, you know, just that's where the cheese caves get their cheese. The moon. The yeah. moon. That makes sense. Okay. Can we also cave cheese again? <laughs> look, if you don't come to us for weird conspiracy theories, you're not listening to us correctly. <laughs> Fast we could forward. do a whole episode huh? on morning report conspiracy theories. Ooh, that would be fun. Just go back over just things. Weird things we think are the truth. <laughs> we'll just make up our own and just see if we can get anybody to get behind us. Be like, listen, who wants to be in on the ground floor of a brand new conspiracy theory? No, Write us right now. We'll make the it moon happen. is cheese. <laughs> I mean, that's not a new theory, Lily. Well, <laughs> it's going to be the big one. I think it was one. like the moon is made of blue cheese or stinky cheese or something like that. Stinky cheese, <laughs> the stinky cheese man. Does that mean the stinky cheese man is a god then if the moon is made out of stinky cheese? Where did my phone just like freaked out and you're done with this, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you don't need to read this, right? I'm pretty sure I do. 
<laughs> it's your FBI agent. We're getting on to something, so it turned it, it shut it down. I guess. God damn it. Come back. <laughs> I, was, I was reading that. There we go. Okay. Fast forward to July 20th, 1969. Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong of the Apollo 11 mission landed on the moon. Aldrin claimed to see an unidentified light moving by them while walking on the moon, and Armstrong allegedly told an Italian reporter he saw he saw mysterious objects watching him. But what? Like, I've seen pictures of them on the moon. There's nothing there. Well, just because they didn't take pictures of the freaky things doesn't mean they didn't see it. It's like, man, I I always wonder, like, things that pilots and astronauts and divers or oceanographers find. Oh, those yeah. are the places, like, we just don't know anything. No, I don't, I don't want to be there. No, thank you. I'm I want to know. Uh, Apollo 12 ran their lunar module into the moon, which created a moonquake that made the moon ring like a bell for an hour. Some use this info to fuel their belief in a hollow moon theory. Some also believe in a hollow moon or that the moon is actually a spacecraft due to seeing man-made improvements on the lunar surface. I think I've heard that. There was even a psychic in the 70s who claimed to have the ability to remotely view what was happening on the dark side of the moon named Ingo Swan. His reputation was bodily as just... <laughs> Hold on a minute. There's a lot happening while I've been reading. Leo has decided that he's the FBI. Uh, and maybe now he's a robot because he's professing that it is me, the human leader. <laughs> and Lily's just sitting here with, like, her head and her so face and her hands. Like, I what am we so confused. About? Like, I'm all for... Like, I'm just... This is bizarre. <laughs> I don't like it when my whole 35 years kind of is like, you know what? Everything you believed is wrong. <laughs> and so now I'm supposed to sit here and believe that Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong saw shit on the moon. What am I going to do with this information? It wouldn't be that surprising. It wouldn't. But what am I supposed to do with this information now? Yeah. I'm 35. I believe that they just went up there. And we're like, I'm on the moon. And then they were like, all right, now I'm home. Well, they no. went up there and they were like, I'm on the moon. Oh, shit. There's some scary shit up here. There's and other shit on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like there is a man-made improvement. So. so this Ingo Swan guy's reputation was bolstered by claiming to know about Jupiter's ring before the Voyager 1 spacecraft discovered it in 1979, having remotely seen it with his psychic abilities. Swan claimed he watched psychic aliens on the moon who were doing a lot of building and let him know he was unwelcome when they detected his presence. Speaking of the 70s, the last official Apollo mission was Apollo 17 in 1972. The original plan was to have 20 Apollo missions, but funding was cut off after 17 because the U.S. wanted to carpet bomb Southeast Asia instead. And the aliens made us do it. And the aliens probably. Some believe these last three missions happened on the down low because they were dealing with aliens. So carpet bombing Southeast Asia was just a cover-up. So that people aliens. wouldn't know about the aliens. See, now the conspiracy theories are just writing themselves. They are. We barely even have to work anymore. 
Conspiracy theories also say that Apollo 18 was sent to construct military radar equipment on the moon, but that the crew were informed of their real mission when they landed. Investigate strange happenings involving the mission for 19 was more investigation, but the crew disappeared. 20 was sent to investigate their disappearance. The crew of 20 found a giant extraterrestrial spaceship that was found to be millions of years old and the lunar rover and lunar module of Apollo 19. Thinking they might find the crew of 19 alive in the lunar module, they opened the hatch. All of this was allegedly kept hush-hush from the public until the commander of Apollo 20 posted a video to YouTube in 2007. Footage of something the world was never supposed to see. When they opened the hatch, they found a humanoid female strapped down to a table. They checked, for, checked her for signs of life and heard a continuous whooshing sound that seemed like maybe it was her blood circulating. At that moment, a crew member orbiting the moon in their lunar module radioed into them. She said she had seen the whole thing in her video feed, and so had Houston. Houston had known all about her all along, and they wanted the crew to bring the alien to Earth to bring her home. What the hell just happened? Um, Leo, that's the end of the story. This took weird left-hand turns. Is that it? Just Weird no left updates. hand turn. Leo, more. Leo, help. Where's the rest? Is there no more? Are we ending the episode on a cliffhanger? What the hell, bro? <laughs> really? Dude, you know what I'm about to say, but you are fired. <laughs> there no more? That's it? No. He says it's a cliffhanger. All right, so I, I guess that means you guys are just going to have to listen to the morning report for the rest of your lives, because whenever we have an update, we'll bring it to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was not this invested in this story until just now. Uh, you know what? We probably will have an episode on soon. Speaking of aliens, um, you know, we just got wind that aliens exist. We got ins we got wind that UFOs exist. Not aliens. Wait, wasn't there something about aliens too? Didn't we just find out they exist too? The the military released UFOs exist. Ah, okay. So fill in well, the blanks as you know. will. Yeah. Somebody but has to drive. Them. We've already known that unidentified flying objects exist. Right. That's why they're identified or unidentified. Because we don't know what they are. <laughs> if they were identified. Non-human biologics. Non-human biologics. But that doesn't necessarily mean like humanoid aliens. Well not humanoid, but aliens. But aliens. Doesn't matter if they're humanoid aliens don't necessarily be humanoid. Yeah. So if 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 we were bringing her, I have one question, and that's all I've got. If okay. we're bringing her home, is she half alien, half human? Right? That's what I'm kind of. I don't know. Like, bring her home, bring her to Earth. Wouldn't home be not Earth if she's an alien? Isn't that by definition alien, not from here, foreign? Yeah. yeah. So now I'm confused. Yeah. You're super fired. <laughs> That was fun as shit. I love a good conspiracy theory. I don't buy into a lot of them, but I love them. I think they're great. 
we are full of conspiracy theories. Now that I think about it, we've had conspiracy theories for a whole bunch of episodes. They're fun. <laughs> and we've just made our own. Yes. Oh, Leo says maybe she's from the old Earth or from inside the Earth. For the people who think that the Earth is hollow, maybe that's what they mean, bring her home, but she's from, like, the inside. I would make zero sense if the Earth and the Moon were both hollow. Yeah. Yeah, also, the inside of the Earth is very hot. Very hot. We have proof of that. Science has taught us a few things. So, but that's what we got. That's it. That's our that's our wild moon theory origin story of the New York Sun. <laughs> this is a villain origin story. That's pretty now great, I'm though. <laughs> Ablio, this was a blast. Um, yeah. That's it. Um, it has been the morning report. The morning report.